Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, it's Gabby here for you and welcome to this week's podcast from Confidence After Cancer. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. I've had some new listeners this week and I've also had some really nice feedback, which was really much appreciated. Thank you so much. It's very kind people that are sending me messages. One of the things that really has um, struck home with me this week is from a lovely lady who said, I enjoy listening to your podcasts. I've not actually had cancer, but you always give me something to think about and something to reflect on and you're sharing some useful stuff. And that, you know, is gold to me. That is um, such a lovely thing for um, this lady to say. It means a lot. If you've got any feedback for me, please get in touch, ping me a message. I'd love to hear from you. The subject of this week's podcast is social media. It's hard to imagine life without now. And thinking about, is it useful? What are the upsides and what are the downsides? Might seem obvious, but I think It's something that a lot of us spend a lot of time on social media or on the internet in general. You know, it's almost like, oh, if you don't know something, I'll go and Google that. You know, it's become, uh, for me certainly, just something that is a constant source of (laughs) information. And I remember when I was studying years ago, spending days in the library um, and looking for the right book and looking for the right thing. And now you've got all this information at your fingertips. So is that always a good thing or can it be a downside as well? So I'm thinking about that. To be honest, I do love social media. I've connected with some wonderful people around the world, which is, you know, awesome. It's really interesting to to be able to connect with people. But what are the downsides to social media? Sometimes it can be a good thing, sometimes not so good. I'm just going to reflect on that a little bit as well. And my thoughts on this really are there's nothing wrong with social media and there's nothing wrong with the Internet. It's more on how we use it that can be sometimes a challenge and some, you know, habits that we might may have got into without even realising. And I realised a while ago, and it probably started with Brexit, to be honest, when I saw people, friends and family um, falling out really badly, and becoming quite harsh and quite nasty with each other about a, a subject, a polit- you know, political situation that they had opposing views on. But that's just life, isn't it? People are going to have different views to you. Some people for me crossed the line with some of the comments that they made and I found them quite offensive. You know, I I do have some boundaries where I want to be open to other people's points of view. I don't want my social media to become what they call an echo chamber, which is just like people talking to me who've got exactly the same view of the world as I've got. It's good to understand and appreciate different points of view, but sometimes those differences can be offensive and that's sometimes where I've drawn a line and thought "Mm, no I'm not happy about that that person's quite racist or whatever whatever the the thing is that they've done or said make a decision then do I challenge them not by telling them that I'm right and they're wrong do I challenge them tell them I find it offensive if it was a good friend 
I would do that. If they'd made a comment, maybe you know, being thoughtless and said something that I found offensive, I would. A distant friend who's one of um, a large you know, circle of friends, mm, not really something that I need to see. Somebody who is very perhaps bitter or somebody who is very nasty online, keyboard warriors, they call them, don't they? Some people are, and I've seen some horrendous online bullying as well. And I don't know about you, but I've got no time for that in my life. And so that's the downside of that, really. But social media, generally for me, I've got a lovely timeline, which somebody challenged me on once and said, oh, you're bigging yourself up there, aren't you? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not talking about my posts. I post things that I find interesting. I post things about my life, my family and where I've been, what I've done, things that make me laugh, things that make me think. What I'm talking about when I say my timeline is beautiful is I follow some really interesting people. I follow people who share what I think is good stuff. And so when I do log on and I, and I check my emails, check my social media, I'm seeing things that interest me, things that inspire me and things that uplift me. I'm not seeing online bullying. I'm not seeing a lot of negative stuff. Twitter's quite a different thing because you do see a lot of opposing um, political views. And, and sometimes I enjoy that. They cut and thrust a little bit. But sometimes they just say, well, a little bit too much. I need to limit the amount of time I'm spending um, seeing these offensive things so as I said I think there's nothing wrong with social media but it's always useful to be mindful about how you're using it I've been working a lot through Mel Robbins um, 54321 which is all about um, setting yourself up for a good day and one of the things she suggests is not checking your phone first thing in the morning let yourself come around with a plan of what you're going to do for the day and, and I try that now but I like to exercise in the morning I like to put my phone to one side. I don't have it in the bedroom and I'll check it when I'm fully awake after my shower. Maybe I'll check it and just make sure there's no messages that, I've, that I need to respond to urgently. But it's not something that's running my day. Checking my messages and, and the mood of my day isn't dictated by things that I'm seeing online. So that works for me. That's just a suggestion for me. The other thing that I think is really good about social media is connection. Again, I've, I listen to other people's podcasts. I know Stephen Bartlett's done a really good one recently um, about loneliness and about how that is such a huge problem for so many people. And if you think what we've been through over the last two or three years, first of all, it was enforced isolation, wasn't it? We had to stay in our homes. We had to stay away from other people. But for some people, that's almost become the norm now. They don't enjoy being around other people. It's a huge problem. That's all I'm saying is loneliness. I'm not going to go into that now, but I think a lot of us miss that human connection and we're not connected in the same way that we used to be. And, you know, you know people always look back at the past with the rosy coloured spectacles is what they say, isn't it? You know, in the, in the old days, I know from being a child, when I was a child, you knew all your neighbours, people would be in and out of each other's houses and there was a real sense of community. Where I live now doesn't feel like that anymore. Most people work, they go out, you know, and they're in and out of their houses and, and you just don't see them as much. And it's a different kind of community. And so for some people as well, they uh, in, back in back in the day, families tended mostly to live near each other. So you would have that wide circle of family around you. And I know so many people now who are either estranged from their families or their families live far away. They might even live in a different country. That, again, the connection is not what it used to be. And I do think, you know, humans, we are social animals. We, we, I know I do. I feed off other people's energy. I love to connect with other people. 
it's wonderful to be around like-minded people. It really feeds my soul. And I think for some people, loneliness is a huge problem. So for some people, I think social media is a great way of them connecting. You know, if they're not around people that they can connect with um, physically, if they've got special friendships and people that they follow, people that inspire them, people that uplift them online, that can be a really wonderful thing. I really believe that. Social media and the internet comes up a lot with cancer patients. And I saw somebody asking the question the other day, is it a good thing to Google your illness or Google your symptoms? And again, I'm, I'm, I can see both sides of the argument. I think most medical professionals would rather that you didn't do that um, because people do sometimes, you know, what do they say? A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. But sometimes my, my son, when he was at university in Sheffield, he went to the doctor for something, his general practitioner, his GP. And he was shocked when the, the doctor actually Googled something. And I thought, well, I sort of get that. Your doctor can't know everything. But I suppose they know where to go for a reliable source and they know what is good advice and what isn't. So sometimes, yeah, Google can be really useful. Now, um, I've got a good friend who was on my podcast a while ago, Melanie O'Neill. And Melanie's story, she had inflammatory breast cancer, which was the same type of cancer that I had. It feels really nice to say that Melanie had cancer and she hasn't now after 11 years of treatment. Big up, Melanie. That's lovely. And I had inflammatory breast cancer as well, but it's very rare and it's very aggressive. And luckily for me, I was diagnosed almost straight away when I found um, my symptoms. But for Melanie... She kept going to the doctor and saying she didn't feel right. She didn't actually have a lump, but that, you know, she had a rash. Her breast was warm to the touch. And there was, you know, a lot of symptoms of inflammatory breast cancer that are not your typical. She found a lump. And so she kept getting turned away from the doctors. She presented herself to A&E, you know, the accident and emergency at her local hospital in desperation a couple of times just to say, well, somebody just have a look at me. There's something not right. I know my own body and... There's something not right here. And it took her five months after being turned away and actually being examined by a specialist in breast cancer who told her that she definitely didn't have breast cancer. It took five months for her finally to get a diagnosis. So she'd been online and she had, you know, Googled and, and her symptoms and thought, mm, this might be inflammatory breast cancer. Now, she didn't know that. But what I'm saying in her case, what I think was more important than the information was her intuition. She knew there was something not right. So yeah, she could Google to sort of back up what she was feeling, but she knew she had a knowing in her body that something wasn't right. And so for me, that's more valuable information than Googling symptoms and thinking, oh yeah, this is what I've got. And I see it a lot in the cancer groups that I'm with um, a member of online. People will come in and they've Googled the symptoms and they say, oh, do you think it's this or do you think it's that? And they are asking an audience of well-intentioned, possibly misinformed people, you know, the right place to go is always to a medical professional. Always. You, you might have some knowledge yourself. You might know there's something not right, but you always want to be in the hands of somebody who's qualified to look after you. But I get it. People are scared and people want reassurance. And I, I'm not um, knocking the people who do that, not for one minute. But I just think we have to be really careful because not everything that you read online, shock news, not everything that you read online is true. Anybody can post anything online doesn't mean it's necessarily true. So just be really careful and, and again, put your own filter, if you like, on your own judgment of what you think is good and what isn't. So I've talked about the upside, really, about connection and about loneliness and how social media and the Internet can be good for that. And the downsides I've just said is, that you know, misinformation. It's very easy for people to put stuff on the Internet that's just not true. 
The other thing I think uh, more and more I'm conscious of is what they call doom scrolling, where I see this on Twitter when I go onto Twitter and it's it's bad news, bad news, bad news. Or if you go onto a news site, you know, I've talked before how I don't watch um, news on the television anymore or I dip in and out of it very selectively. I might watch the other thing. Um, but I don't sit and watch it for hours on end because I know that it just brings my vibration down. It makes me feel depressed. It can make me feel helpless and that's not helping anybody. Um, but they call it doom scrolling where you're just looking at your phone and scrolling and scrolling. Bad news, bad news. Here's something else to be scared about. Here's something to keep you living in fear. I honestly believe if you keep living in fear, your body knows this and it's not gonna, you're not going to have optimal health. You're not going to be the bright, shining beautiful positive person that you can be inside if you're feeding your mind with all this negative doom scrolling it's really not doing you any good so again just use your own judgment think what do you need to know what do you spend your time online doing whether it's on your computer or on your phone however you access the internet just be mindful of it what is that doing to you do you feel good after you've been on whatever channel it is or do you feel sad or do you feel angry or whatever is it a positive uh, emotion you've got or is it a negative one? Just be mindful of that. And again, if you want to chat to me about this, ping me a message. Love to hear from you. And so the other thing I just wanted to mention is uh, I have my Confidence After Cancer Facebook group. Obviously, it's my group and I run it and I, I can see what goes on in there. I'm also a member of other groups and there's a lot of self-pity out there. And again, there's no judgment here. Cancer is a horrible thing and some awful things happen to people, you know, in, through no fault of their own, not just the cancer, you know, that people lose friends, they lose family, but they lose finances, it can be all sorts of things, as you know, can be impacted. And there is a lot of self-pity out there and that's understandable, but is it helpful? I would ask you. And so have a rave, you know, rage, have, you know, if you need to let, let that out, I'm not saying people shouldn't complain, but if you get into that habit where you're always complaining and it's always about self-pity, and it's always poor me. Just think about, is that really useful? Is that moving you from where you want to be in life? Or really, would you rather turn that self-pity into self-love? And I talk about that a lot. And it can be such a cheesy phrase that turns people off. But it's really for me about self-care, protecting yourself. You know, look after yourself. Nobody's going to come and save you apart from you. There's people that can help you. I'm always here for you if you need to reach out and talk to me. But really, it starts with you. So I'd say this final thought, if you find that you're slipping far too much into complaining and self-pity, try and show yourself some compassion. Be kind to yourself. Show yourself some love. Or if that's a step too far, just show yourself some acceptance. So thank you so much for listening. Always good to hear from you. You know where I am. As always, have a brilliant week. Stay safe and stay sane. Thank you, my love. Take care.